This is the Tinkered Thinking Podcast. Episode 792, Birth of a Question. Where do questions come from? It's without a doubt that the very notion of a question arises very early in our development, as evidenced by the interminable string of whys, whats, and hows that come from children. Many of these questions are more requests for information from adults. Why does the sun rise? How old is Grammy? What is an accountant? Children realize very quickly that there is a whole universe of information that adults have, a universe that they wish to learn and understand. What's fascinating is that animals don't pose questions. Certainly a dog or a cat can notify you of their hunger, and animals can likewise be unsure about whether someone or something is a friend or a foe. But other than these instances that might be like pre-questions, there is only one instance where an animal has ever asked a question. It was a bird, a parrot named Alex. Apes have been taught sign language, but even though such primates are perfectly capable of answering questions that they have an answer for, they never use the capacity to seek more information from a human. The parrot, named Alex, however, apparently looked in a mirror and asked the question, what color? The parrot was told the color gray six times in a row and apparently learned that the color of its own plumage was gray. Other than this one solitary instance of curiosity, there is no record of query among animals. Returning to the notion of a pre-question, we've all been party to the instance when an animal is unsure about another creature. For example, when we try to coax a timid animal to eat from our hand. The squirrel may approach and then skitter away, and then come closer and closer. We must wonder, is this a question about safety being asked over and over? Or is the animal responding to fluctuating levels of comfort, hunger, and a sense of danger? all of which are being toggled by cues in the environment. Dogs also seem to have an ability to tilt their head to a side so as to convey confusion. Perhaps there is a kernel of a question buried in this gesture, or perhaps it's an evolutionary adaptation, one used to provoke a change in the human who is witnessing the gesture. Hard to say. What's clear is that human curiosity is orders of magnitude beyond what animals exhibit. Our use of the question, from the very start as infants, extends far beyond the realms of hunger, safety, and danger. Our brains spend a tremendous amount of energy investigating things that are of no obvious nor immediate relation to our needs. What's perhaps most fascinating here is how indeterminate the answer to that original question is. Where do questions come from? The resolution here is not at all obvious, and answers like curiosity or wonder are fairly unsatisfying. They're just proxies. Where does curiosity come from, or wonder? Does it have something to do with the size of our imagination, and our ability to imagine the presence of something we don't know? How do we, as a species, look at the world and somehow implicitly suspect that there's something more to it than immediately meets the eye. This episode draws heavily from episode 390, Question About the Question. This is the Tinkered Thinking Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. 
If you find the Tinker Thinking Podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes. You can share it on social media with your friends. You can blog about it or discuss it on your own podcast. Or you can support it directly. And you can do this on the support page at tinkerthinking.com. Both one-time support and monthly subscription support options are available. Thank you for your support of the show. It's listeners like you that make all of this possible. Any feedback or questions are always welcome, so feel free to reach out. And until tomorrow, remember to be careful about the context.